Everybody comfortable? Yeah. Get your ass up when I'm talking. Hey, take it easy. It's showtime. It's showtime. Yeah. Feel the magic and soul of the YBs. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Take two. All right, it is time for the, <laughs> the Davis Show. What's that show? But <laughs> <laughs> so for right now, just before we started recording, Ryan asked, "What's the name of the show?" Uh, so it's going to be a running gag between right now. Uh, first of all, if you got any suggestions, toss them to us. Uh, the Davis Show, the Kid of Davis Show, uh, the Flip. I'm sitting suggested it should be Davis and Friends. We'll see how I go. Or I'm just the View with Dudes. Um, but anyway. Uh, it's time for the Davis Show with executive producer Ryan Bukovsky. You can follow him at Ryan B. Ski and on Instagram at Ryan B. Ski one I am Kenneth Davis, and you can follow me on all platforms at That's Davis. We got a lot to get into today. We got almost all sports basically taking place with football being at the training camp. The Blackhawks being knocked out of the, play, uh, the playoffs by Las Vegas. Uh, the upcoming crosstown series between the Chicago Cubs and the uh, White Sox here in the city. Uh, so we got a lot, and we definitely have playoff basketball, and we got that punk-ass cop that loud on the jury. We see you, son, and we coming for you, all right? It's not safe for you out in these streets. Jokes. You're cops, so nobody want bad, nothing bad to happen to you. Uh, but yeah, so let's do, let's go right into it, and let's go off top. Off the top? Ah, so listen, um, that's one of my off tops, is... Uh, the video that came out with Masai Ujiri and the cop violently pushing him, and I mean with, like, disrespect. And I mean, mind you, Masai Ujiri is at least 6'5". A 6'5 dude in a suit coming to you, and he's pulling on his his, uh, his credential. He's pulling out his credential. And even before, because the thing was the color of the credential couldn't get him. Uh, this happened, let me set this up properly. This happened during the NBA Finals last year against the Toronto Raptors and the Golden State Warriors, uh, where uh, they were in Golden State. And this officer who was protecting people from getting on the court would not let Usai Ujiri uh, join the celebration as the uh, Toronto Raptors had just won the title. And he violently pushes him twice as Usai Ujiri was pulling uh, out his, his, uh, his credential. Now, when it took place, the officer said that Usai Ujiri attacked him and beat him up, basically. This is what the officer said. That's what he said. He said he'd be punched. I know. Basically, it just after seeing the video, it's like, yeah, oh my God. right. Like he, that's a whole African you pushing on like that. And the dude, if he was an assistant GM, I think he would have went off on. If he was, see, team president, he was like, you know what? I'm, I'm a, I'm a pushing back, but I can't give him the, the full Watusi, the Somalia. You know what I'm saying? Well, <laughs> even another thing. He got the first shove. You see Masai mm. just like hold his ground, be like, right, what? Right. WTA, WTF? Yeah. What's going on here? Gets the second shove, and then you can see his lips. Why are you pushing me? And that's when he gives that slight shove. So that's pretty good restraint. I mean, you're getting yeah. shoved like crazy. Record as anybody in the NBA. I'm with you. I'm not taking that disrespect. It's, I mean, think about this too. His team had just won the title, and you ruined that moment for him. Right? You totally ruined Like, he had to go from, yeah, we won, to, man, I'll beat this month. Like, he had to switch from, he had to do a 180 so quick into, like, I think I'm at the most jovial, jovial moment in my career. It had to be, right? I've made this trade to bring Kawhi Leonard here. We got that one ring. Whatever happens now happens. And he's going up there to celebrate with his team, and someone is like, nah, Blackie, step your ass back, basically. 
So uh, definitely that one to me uh, to actually see it. And mind you, it's it's basically been a, it's open past a year because uh, that happened what last of June basically. Uh, so yeah, that, it's been over mid June. Yeah, we finally got the the body cam video from the officer. Uh, another thing, point that 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 um that officers um they didn't charge him. I mean, I forget if he's a sheriff or what he is, but his office didn't charge him out with anything. They didn't investigate anything. So. They saw the body cam footage and knew basically dude was also BS. Uh, but they could have come out and squashed the rumors that the cop was spreading about Usai basically being the agitator and yeah. accosting him. So that kind of bothered me. Well, doesn't that kind of speak to where we're at in the country itself, where we're realizing how many times has that police officer or person of authority been like, well, they were beating me up, so I had to do whatever the hell I did. Good point. Good point. Hey, man, he had it coming, man. You know, right? Like he's shoving me. I got to do my job. And to beat his ass. To add on to your point, that's a lot of reasons why you have these body cams not turned on half the time, so that we can't see the truth as far as what really happened, and we have to go off the officer's story because usually you go off the office officer's story more than you go off the victim's story. Quote, mm-hmm. quote. So it's good that he had that camera on and they got that footage, even though Usai Ujiri is living his life right now. Uh, as, as best as he can, uh, but still, I like to get that that dirt off that brother's name, uh, and that dude should apologize. Oh yeah, that, and even and be fired. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And this is this is even even a thing that I don't we, that we have a lack of patrician uh, nowadays, where it's okay if you made a mistake, even if that mistake was you guys kind of got into a tussle. It's okay to be like, I don't know who Masai Jiri is. Like, I'm a police Yeah, officer. and I overreacted a little bit, maybe. Yeah, it's okay to just, you can own that. I, 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 I You know what? I, that happened. It, it escalated. He hit me. Uh, but you know what? I shouldn't have acted in the fashion that I acted. I thought that I was protecting people from getting on the court, even though this tall black man in the NBA arena was in a probably uh, four or $5,000 suit. Uh, but still, right. And you see the credentials. My God, it's not like it was like completely hidden in his suit. Yeah. And it's, he's like bumbling around like it's a purse trying to find something. It's like, right. dude, it's right there. Come totally, on. totally. So off top, former off top, former, former boxing champ, uh, the golden boy himself, Oscar De La Hoya said he's coming out of retirement and it's not going to be an exhibition fight like Roy Jones. What? Yeah, uh, he's 47 years old now, I believe. I grew up an Oscar fan. I can remember uh, those that Olympics that when he shot the stardom and he had won the gold medal. His mother passed. I think he hell, he put the, the gold medal either on the tombstone or with his mother. I can't remember. Uh, but I'll, I'll, I ch- I've rooted a lot for Oscar De La Hoya unless he was like fighting Bernard Hopkins, which I was. I was even though he did <laughs> till that body shot he caught from Bernard Hopkins, he was actually fighting him well, stepping up in weight class in, in that fight. Uh, but yeah, uh, definitely. So and listen, he, he's box office. This used to be the way you got paid. This is this is how Floyd got to another level as far as being even more box office. That De La Hoya bag was what that Manny Pacquiao bag was four or five years ago. It was like you want to fight Manny because you can get paid. Or what what Mayweather's bag is, and look how much money he brought to Conor McGregor. Not to say that Conor McGregor didn't add to that fight, but you saw that Conor McGregor was basically like, you know what, MMA, I'll be there when I be there, man. I got M I got Hundreds of M's now, right? I got 200 M's. I show up when I show up, all right? So uh, uh, definitely, I mean, I'm, you always w- worry about these older boxers coming out and the damage they can do to themselves. So that's one thing that I said I, I, I'm concerned about, uh, seeing, seeing him get scrambled. Um, and we've seen some of the stuff he's going through, drugs and stuff in his lifetime, and it has nothing much to do with this fight. But he, the point I'm, making, I'm trying to make is he's basically healthy. Uh, and top rank uh, is Golden Boy uh, Boxer, rather, is doing well. 
So you, you, you want him to just go on and be a businessman, but he says he has the itch. He wants to scratch it. I don't know who necessarily he's fighting right now. I'm sure it should be some other washed fighter. That you know who he should fight? Who? Dana White, baby. <laughs> would, Those two have such a past listen, with them calling each other out. Listen, that listen, would be a great fight. He would whoop Dana White's ass. Well, selfishly, that's what I want to happen. <laughs> he would he would put that listen, that don't, don't, don't that is the golden boy. Don't get it twisted. All right. He would Dana White wants no parts of that. I would even say, and of course, De La Hoya shouldn't uh settle for an MMA style of fight. I even think if it was an MMA fight that uh, De La Hoya would whoop Dana White's ass. Oh, yeah. Right? A couple like, strikes to the face. Yeah, so I'm about to say, don't start striking the hell out of him. Right? Like, I don't need my feet. I got my right, wrist right here. Right, right. And These then hands. I just start clubbing. Club, 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 club. <laughs> Take that, Mr. Ultimate Fighting Champion. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that one uh, that that one was definitely eye opening to see Oscar you, player come out and say that. Go ahead. Do you have any boxer in mind that you'd like to see him maybe you go up what? against? I wouldn't mind him fighting Floyd again. Um, mm. Floyd's been training recently. Yeah, I wouldn't mind to see him fight Floyd again. And see, this would be another way for them to steal money. This is see this thing. How, oh my gosh! Like, yeah. Hey, hey, you want to steal some more money? For sure. Let's do it like Sugar Ray used to do it. Let's come out of it all the time. Right? Like, this is all theft. And listen, they're not getting my cat. I'm not paying for for, for overweight, well, out of out of shape. And I'm sure they're going to get in shape. But you're still over the hill is what I should say. Yeah. I'm not paying pay-per-view money for over-the-hill boxers to come out here like the conference game at the NBA All-Star break back in the days before they had the rookie versus sophomore. <laughs> You can keep it. I mean, listen, I want to see it, though. I'm just not going to pay for it. Yeah. I, only fights, actually, right now, I would play to see uh, Crawford. Uh, I would play to see uh, Lomachenko fight Crawford, Terrence Crawford. I would definitely pay for that. Uh, maybe if Andre Ward came out of retirement, and I kind of hope he doesn't, because uh, I like how he left, and he was gone for so long when he had that contract dispute. Uh, for him to come back, come back, and go out on a good note. I kind of want Andre Ward to stay away uh, and stay like unscathed, basically. Uh, but I want to see the heavyweight fights. That's probably where most of my uh, energy is at in seeing uh, what what was going to happen with Fury uh, versus um, uh, yeah Wilder. Versus, I was going to ask, not, you, how do you well, feel not about Wilder? That? Fury versus uh, Anthony. Uh, that's, oh yeah, Josh yeah that's yeah. That's 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 what I. But Wilder's going to come first before that fight. So I'm, I'm interested in all three. I, I want to see all three. I want. I definitely want to see Wilder versus Joshua, and I want to see Fury versus Joshua. You know, because it's kind of like I'm kind of good, even though they they do have to do the trilogy when it comes to Fury and Wilder to, to finally get that last one. Even though the first one was it's contractual, I believe. Yeah, but so I'm I'm I'm, I'm here for all of them. It's been a minute since boxing fans have had decent enough heavyweights to actually want to go see, I mean, several. And I mean, there's actually more than that. Um, what's the name just signed the kid that's supposed to be bad? Uh, Jay Prince. Uh, so I think the kid's probably with top rank now. Uh, just signed, uh, Bob Arum, just signed like this bad uh, heavyweight boxer who's coming up through the ranks or whatever. I can't remember his name right now. So there's even more. So we're, we're getting this, um, I don't want to say golden age for the heavyweights because that's presumptive and it's too early. And that, none of these guys are like the guys in the seventies when you had like right. he coming out of retirement. Joe Frazier, I mean, coming from being banned. Joe Frazier, Ken Norton, 
um, George Foreman. You know what I'm saying? Like you had guys just breaking jaws all over the place, basically. You know what I'm saying? Uh, mm-hmm. Like you had like just a litany of hard-hitting, uh, deadly heavyweight fighters. Because really in Tyson's time, and it's not a knock on Mike Tyson, when he first really broke in in the mid to late 80s, there wasn't uh, – the, the, most of those fighters were kind of getting over the hill and then also hit the – the, the persona around him was so threatening. Helped, most of those guys quit before they even got into the ring. Uh, but that's my last off top right there. I stay Wait, situation. real quick. Go right ahead, bro. Were you interested in Mike Tyson versus Fury? No. If they do that? No. Why would you, I want to see Mike Tyson die? <laughs> like, are you not? First of all, okay, but this is the problem. This is this, this two big issues. Let's get age out of the way. All right. The biggest issue is the problem that Mike Tyson found out later in his career was height. Like, Mike Tyson can't fight these super heavyweights. These guys are really super heavyweights. You know what I'm saying? You tell, oh, yeah. Fury went down Tyson, to, like, yeah. 270 or yeah, something. But, and he's, like, 6'9", right? Like, these guys, are, he's too long. Fury, look, and Fury fights like a, like a welterweight. I mean, he's not a knockout guy, but he is a peppery, accurate hitter. He's going to pepper the shit. He's going to listen. Fury will knock Mike Tyson now. I'll tell you that right now. Fury will, will knock Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson wants none of these guys. Um, he wants, they're too long for him. Maybe I would say I wouldn't want to see him fight Wilder because Wilder will knock him out too, but Wilder isn't as. Um, Wilder isn't as clean, uh, or mm-hmm. he hasn't refined his skill set in boxing like Joshua, and particularly Fury. Like Fury is a boxer's boxer. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He's so, a boxer. Yeah, no, him and him and Roy Jones Jr. That's cool. I mean, especially since Roy was getting his ass knocked out just a couple years ago. It's like, all right, Mike, you can come take some of this out of, out of Roy. Even though I don't want anything bad to happen to either one of them, I, I wish Roy would stop uh, fighting. Uh, that's cool, but seeing them fight people that are in their prime right now, that's foolish. And, I mean, Mike Tyson at least seems to have his faculties right now. Why do you want him to end up uh, in a situation where he's like an old Joe Lewis, basically, with the tinfoil on his head uh, to mm. knock out the government from listening to his thoughts? You don't want that. So, now I'm, I'm good off that one, Ryan. All right, let's go up for grabs with Ryan B. Ski, Ryan Bukabeski. Uh, throw it out, and we'll see where we land that, Ryan. Kick it off. We're going to do a lot of Chicago sports in our up for grabs. So let's start with probably, we'll we'll go from best to worst. How about that? So right now, the tops of the tops are the White Sox and the Cubs. Regardless of how their seasons are going, they're bright spots, at least in Chicago sports right now. And then we know that the Crosstown Classic is happening this weekend. It's probably been the biggest series between these two in a long time since, mm-hmm. man, they're definitely both playoff viable at this point for sure. How do you feel about this series coming up? How big is it to you, too? You know what? The thing is, it's more important to really to their standings. Um, it, it's one thing to be a, have a crosstown rivalry, but, th- but with the Cubs kind of slumping right now and with, with, with Derek Ross, I mean, uh, David Ross still saying he's going to stick – to uh, his, his, his light up, his lead off uh, formation, um, mm-hmm. keep everybody in place and trust the process with that. I, I'm more interested in both of these teams getting wins. Now, of course, they both can't get a win if they're facing one another. But um, when you look at the fact that, dude, we, we did St. Louis, right? We're like, ha, 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 what are they going to do? They're <laughs> second in the division now well, for winning percentage, right? They're right yeah, on the- they just, like, came through Chicago and just, and just whooped us. all. Yeah, dude, like, <laughs> yeah. listen, they was when we get to Chicago, man. Yeah, oh, yeah, we always feast in the city. 
Uh, we're going to hit both sides of the town this time. Oh, my God. Oh, your little St. Louis asses down, right? Um, no, I think it's just important, one, for the Cubs to get back to their winning ways. Thankfully, they they padded themselves so well with how they started this, uh, this, this abbreviated season. And the Sox are kind of getting out of a funk. Uh, especially with T.A. Tim Anderson being back at leadoff and, and being healthy and um, scoring runs and bunches. Uh, we have what Dave, Dun- Dave, Dave Dunning's going, who had Tommy John surgery last year uh, tonight so against Mize. Uh, so we'll definitely be interested in, in that game tonight. But when we get back to the Crosstown series, um, I'm just interested into one scene as talent. One thing that you mentioned, Ryan, was has there been a time where both teams were viable as far as contending like it is now? And the Cubs are still up here and the Sox are here. Um, one, because the Cubs have done it, but also from the record that they have provided this season. Uh, and the Sox are kind of working their, ways out, working their way out of it and building the culture. Um, the Sox are learning about winning. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you got some of the guys out there that need to get a little pop in the butt, and that's him and as he likes to play a little bit too much. All right? Like, <laughs> like I love, listen, Eli, I love to kick it with you, but chill your ass down a little bit, all right? We, we, we're trying to handle a little bit of business. I, I know you have some fun, but relax. Right, relax yourself. Listen to Dallas. Right, <laughs> right. Uncle Dallas is telling you what to do. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited about it, Ryan, uh, to see uh, how well these teams play against each other. I want to see the Sox hitting against this Cubs pitching that's been better than what we expected. They finally, it's been weeks that they figured out what to do with the bullpen, but that was a big time question. But looking at how well the starting rotation is played, um, I'm definitely interested in seeing uh, what takes place. Uh, seeing Ricky gets to see his old team and it matters. Oh, yeah. Last few seasons, it didn't really matter on the south side because the Sox were still in the rebuild, and now they're on the outs. They're not. They're on the other side of the real big rebuild. Basically, this is the cultural rebuild part, where now all those prospects that you acquired and players have to kind of learn whatever the culture is as far as moving forward and trying to contend and win the World Series. So it's definitely going to be a great weekend here in Chicago to see these two teams go against each other. That's the south side. It'd be terrible if the Cubs just came through like St. Louis on the Sox ass, though. It's like. Uh, man, I'd be like Same the other way. Really, but you, you still up though. Like, I mean, dude, you 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 you're in the cap- well. Okay, the this is how right I now. feel. Mm-hmm. And you kind of said it earlier. I, I think the Cubs are scuffling a little bit. They're coming back down to earth, and this is a really big series. Like, I think the White Sox are really motivated to beat the Cubs and stop being looked at as the little brother of the Chicago teams. Like, mm-hmm. they want to be the team of Chicago. So, I think that. Even in those, like, exhibition games, you saw, I thought, a much more competitive Sox team than the Cubs. And maybe the Sox were just taking it a little more seriously. But even for them, they have dominated teams that are worse than them. They've just kind of struggled against the teams that have good records or above 500 records. So this is a big series for them to play well. But I think for the Cubs, too, like – you know, you've got these Cardinals now on your ass. And who knows if those Brewers, they've been turning around a little bit. Like, the last thing you want, and we've seen this from the Cubs a couple years, where they have the division lead, and then what? Like, the last few weeks of the season, somebody comes up and snatches it away from them, and then they're right. done. Time for a play. So, Time for a play again. Right. So, to or me, two. like, if you have a bad series against, like, they already lost one of the games in the doubleheader to the Cardinals. If they lose yeah. another one and you've had a bad weekend and week, you kind of need this Sox series, Dude, I feel like. I'm going to tell you right now, and I hope you don't have to feel this. Nothing worse than getting your, your ass handed to you two, two times in a day by the Cardinals. All right? Oh. Oh, oh it, it feels different. That's a, It's like, you just like, oh, listen, these guys are coming off the street basically from having COVID, man. And they out here just wrecking all types of shop, all right? And you know what annoys me about the Cardinals the most? 
What? They always find these cub killers. Like Matt Carpenter hasn't done anything. And all of a sudden mm-hmm. he is just grand slam. Let me just get every clutch base hit. Like, ugh, here we go. And Paul Goldschmidt with his OPS against the Cubs. It's like, listen, where the hell you, they find these things? Can I ask you a question on a side note? Because you brought up Grand Slam. So what were your feelings on the unspoken rule that allegedly Fernando Tatis Jr. Oh, yeah. As far as... That was so stupid. Oh, my God. So like, everybody doesn't know, Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, with uh, the, the Padres up, uh, basically we had a bases loaded, uh, 3-0. And, you know, usually you take that first You take that first strike, usually. Because, like, you know, it's like, all right, maybe it's going to be a fastball. Let me see what he throws. And he, t- he just was like, I know it's coming, and I'm going to crank it out. Oh, uh, yeah, I feel like it's being – listen, even though he's not on my team and it was because of James Shield and because of Kenny Williams really messing up. And Oof, Could you imagine uh, Tatis um, on the south side? Oh, dude, my God. Yeah, I was talking about that on – Tim Anderson at second base? That's, that's what I said. I was like – uh, he was like, so what would you do with Tatis Jr.? That's what Sean asked me on Sean and Maya the other day. And I was like, Tim Anderson just move over to second. I was like, it was – Shotty's gonna play there. He's gonna be a Moncada at third. Dude, oh. it would be dude, it'd be so nasty. It'd be so it would be nasty. Be so filthy. Dude, it would be so it'd be the it'd be one of the filthiest young teams ever when you're just thinking about the type of Latin power that we're coming with. Oh my goodness. Fury, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's going to haunt us. It's going to haunt us. It's, it's, it's definitely, and I saw somebody write it, but I wanted to say this before. Uh, I was going to say this just the other day. It's definitely our Lou Brock situation on the South side. Um, like, it's, dude, what were you? I mean, the whole, and I, I'm sorry for taking this off, uh, the, the Crosstown thing. So you don't know how to evaluate talent? Like, it, <laughs> like, it's in your system. Like, it's in your, you're, you're supposed to give me your system. Like, oh my God. I can't believe we got look at right that, like oh we got the pick of the litter as people said Leo Cohen said when he got DMX we got the pick of the litter dude you had Fernando Testes in your system and you was like man go get James uh, Shields old ass and bring him over here oh, and some NL West team the San Diego Padres were just like we'll take Tatis for James Shields right oh <laughs> they were able to see it. That is sting so bad, but yeah. Um, getting back, getting back uh, to the Crosstown series. Um, I'm definitely rooting. I, I try not to root against the Cubs. I think that's for me. That's whack uh, for the most part. It's just it's unnecessary. Um, and again, I know. Look at you. I got too many friends that are Cubs fans. And I'm like, man, I want you to feel pain. I mean, <laughs> if you're not playing my team, it doesn't matter as much. So it just doesn't. Right. Matter. It's better for the city. So it's just, and it also it's better for us as far as providing content because if both of these teams sucked. It'd be like that'd be a whole half segment of the sports show we wouldn't have to do. So I'm definitely looking. I'm Oof. excited. I'm excited to see uh, what the Sox do. It, one thing that you brought up, it'll be interesting to see if the Cubs were just messing around during the exhibition series because it did seem like the Sox were taking it serious. And when the Cubs, the lights came on with the Cubs, they took off and the Sox actually fell down. So uh, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens. This is definitely going to be. If I don't see it live, I'm definitely recorded. I try to record both teams regularly anyway. Uh, so uh, we'll see what happens, man, with the Crosstown. Hopefully that uh, Crosstown uh, championship, whatever they call it, whoever, whatever sponsor is going to be on the south side. You know, you just brought it up with uh, we need good content. And it's nice when Chicago teams are doing well, especially when they don't, like, affect each other. Because mm-hmm. now our next up for grabs, we're starting to get into the mud, into the muck of Chicago sports. Here we go. So we got we'll, – we'll go Bears – 
because this is probably just a big bunch of malarkey, but allegedly the reports out of camp are this quarterback battle is heating up between Nick Foles and Mitchell Trubisky. And apparently it's pretty even. And of course it's all looking good. There was a highlight of Jimmy Graham catching a beautiful pass from Mitchell Trubisky. Are you buying any of this quarterback battle hype, or is this the Bears just trying to dress something up again? Listen, I, I need footage of that Mitchell Trubisky and one tape. Uh, what type of beat? What type of beat was they playing on it? Right, like just pass after pass of accuracy. Right, no drops. Right, like uh, listen, did it zoom in on Jimmy? Like. And- <laughs> It shows, you know, like those action movies where, like, something blows up and it shows you three different angles, but boom, 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 but it's the same explosion. Like, did they show the catch from three different angles, right? Just like, uh, like, how, like, did, did Jimmy, like, do a little salsa dance? Or they, like, what, what took place? I mean, look, um, I, I think all of us actually want Mitchell Trubisky. The best case scenario is if this is, it's, you know, I don't even know if that's the best case scenario anymore, to be honest with you, uh, because I don't know if I have a total belief in him and you hate to be in a position like the Cubs, I mean, the Sox were with Jay Cutler, where I never understood, um, and this was something like, my man, me and D were on the air down in the Chicagoland uh, when they announced on a Saturday that they were going to ex- give Jay Cutler a contract extension instead of just franchising him. And it was like, Phil Emery, you didn't trade for him. You have no allegiance. You're not trying to prove you were right. Why are you extending Jay just Put him up, uh, uh, franchise him, and see how he plays next year. If he plays well, then you can give him the money. But why give him an extension? And that's the danger, actually, that if Mitch plays well, that you may find yourself in that he may play well this year, and then you're trapped in that contract uh, for a few years before you can get to where that dead cap money isn't offensive to you um, as far as hurting you uh, moving forward. Uh, so usually, I would say if Mitch performs well, is good because yeah, you're not Deshaun Watson. But you're a viable, you're, like I say, you're Ken Anderson, you, you know, you're, you're good enough. Uh, but I don't believe it. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, but he's by the way, had... that clip was trash as hell. He just okay. hits Jimmy Graham wide open, and then you see a defender pull up, stop, and yeah. then Jimmy just keeps. And it's not even like, they're, listen, they're not even like really going full guard. Right. Ooh. And we don't even know, was they going up against the first defensive team or the second? Like, who knows? Give me Cole Clement. I think they were going against Team One because I see okay. Eddie Jackson. And Dan, okay. But I don't see pads, by the way. See, that's what I'm about to say. Come on, man. You miss me, miss me with all of that. Um, listen, for your quarterback last year to come out and say turn all the TVs off is disheartening because you want him to have the thickest skin basically on the team and not the thinnest skin on the team. Because people look to him default as the leader. Um, one thing I saw to Cordero Patterson was admiring how built uh, Nick Foles was. and He's a big human. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's, 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 that's good to hear. Now, listen, Mitch should have going into this an advantage because, yes, uh, Nick Foles has been in the system, but the verbiage is – Mitch knows all of the verbiage. Yes, there's some verbiage that I'm sure is similar, but this is verbiage Mitch has grown up in basically since his second year in the NFL. So initially you would – and he also has more reps with his receiving core, all right, because we knew that Nick Foles couldn't get out of Florida and Mitch was out here with the guys getting getting some of that practice reps in, illegal reps like Tom Brady, uh, who doesn't mm-hmm. – who doesn't really care about people. That's just Tom Brady doesn't care about people. He cares. He cares about number seven. Exactly. Uh, Tampa Bay. 
Uh, so no, I had to get to you. I don't believe it. We we don't believe you. You, you need more people, as uh, Jay Z would say. Um, no, but if Mitch comes and shows out uh, for like four games consistently, I'll start to to drink a little bit of the Kool Aid, but I'll I'll drink it with hesitation. It won't be like I'm just guzzling. It's gonna kind of be like sip that thing. Just 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 a little sip. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I I'm not going for. It. I'm not the track Mitch. I, I, I'm not even using the name track Mitch because you're still deciding if you have to drive home or not. So you don't want to you don't want to sip right. too much. I don't get to, <laughs> don't want to hit it hard. You know what I'm saying? I may have to call an Uber for this one. But uh, yeah, since he's not running, I'm not going to call him track Mitch. Uh, but no, I don't believe in your N1 tape BS, Ryan. You're not going to get me. I'm not that gullible. Yeah, I don't believe it. You know, the Bears really must think we're stupid. Like, how many years <laughs> have they been dressing up crack? And, like, come on. I mean, I hope – I really think Mitch will play better this year if he was the starter all year than last season. But that's not hard to do. Right. That's like, if you are at all a capable NFL quarterback, you're going to have a better season the following year after what you did in 2019 because it was pathetic. And Nick Foles, like, I don't know. I just – we know when you give him the keys to the car, things happen. He gets injured a lot. He's not a durable player. And if he is, let's say, the only capable quarterback, if he gets hurt right away, then, oh, there we go. So you pulled out the Tommy gun and wet the whole house up right <laughs> Granny caught that one too. Like, I drove my house home. Take that. Peyton sent him my ass. Oh, I love how you kneecap Nick Foles right there, which it was facts. It was all, it's, it's not, it's all facts. Um, again, during the show, we were early last year, and I, I said it here like, man, they need to bring in Nick Foles because this is when Gardner Mitchell was going off. I said, like, man, and listen, I did, I said it with spite in my mouth. Because I'm not like the Nick Foles guy. It just made sense that, okay, who's out here and who how, how, would, how may it work? It made sense that he was going to be available. So why not bring someone that's similar to the system and kick your butt with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles? Why not uh, bring him in? So, uh, no, I mean, give Nick Foles his job. And you know what? Give Nick Foles his job and let Mitch come, come get it if Nick Foles falls on his face. Because we've seen the Mitch show – and one thing I don't think the Bears operate enough in is what this window of how how this window could shrink on you a lot faster than what you think. Because the thing you got to remember, defenses age like streetwalkers. All right, yeah. it yeah. comes it comes quick when those the Legion of Doom like dog. You're talking about collision. Yeah, He's the finesse guys out on the edge or the quarterback. You know what I'm saying? These are the guys colliding, 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 and it, it comes a day when you're just not the same. And you can't look at this like you have like a four of uh, the windows open for four years. You got to look at this like it's a two-year window. And that's with this season that may not even be finished. That uh, you can't waste time on Mitch. Like that was a mistake. Get past it. Let's go. Because you got because they got to bring our guy in here from, from North Dakota, right? Right? Like it, oh, yeah. Trey Lance, baby. We're waiting on Trey Lance over here, man, with just one year under his belt. We like forget it. Oh, let me ask you this. What were you speaking of college football? What did you think of Justin Fields coming out and wanting uh, the Big Ten to play uh, this season? I'm, I don't know if he's initially saying in the fall or if they even play in the springtime. Because my feeling is, kid, you're in the top five. I get with an offensive mind like Day as your head coach, you want more reps so you can grow as a player. I get that. 
But you are good, young man. Uh, get that NBA NFL money. It's, it's coming your way. If Trevor Lawrence was not in this draft, you would be number one. All right? So uh, you, again, now, maybe maybe he's being unselfish and he's doing this not just for himself, but for the players who need looks because there are guys who would have moved up in the draft playing this year. But, man, it, listen, I'll tell you this much. It'd be crazy. And now, maybe this is another reason he preferred to play in the fall. There's no reason for that kid to play in the springtime. There's no reason to get close to the draft and get hurt. All right, now, this is the thing. Getting hurt doesn't affect you as much, particularly at quarterback. We saw what happened with Tua. And we have been looking at Tua get hurt for years, basically. And Tua still got drafted high. You know what I'm saying? So the position like quarterback, it doesn't kneecap you as far as like if you're a running back or a receiver or a, a, a linebacker like uh, Jalen Smith when he got hurt in the, uh, the bowl game for Notre Dame. Um, and lost so much money as far as his initial contract, but he ended up finally getting that deal last year with the Cowboys. Um, so you, 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 there's some safety built in at quarterback, and there's no reason for you to risk messing up your your, your money moving forward. But again, like I said, you, there's still a chance that a team would still take an injured Justin Fields in the top ten easy. Uh, so maybe he'd be looking at it that way. But what were your thoughts as far as Justin Fields and some of these players want to still play college football this year? No, I agree with you. Like, especially if you're Justin Fields, like you're literally going to if you don't play another down. Like you look so good last year. You duel Trevor Lawrence in that playoff game like to the death. He is a dual threat. He can throw it. He can run it. He is dominating at Ohio State. Like to me, like I get it. You want to play. You want to get better, like you said, and get more reps and develop and be that professional quarterback. But if I was Justin Fields, I'd be like, you know what? If I don't play this year, I got an extra year of NFL, and I'm going number two. Dude, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. If I was the NFL teams, I'd be like, man, the only problem is we have to pay them right now. I'd be like, man, get, let's get them kids right now. Get college next year. Like, let them free them up. Let's get these kids right. <laughs> let me, because it's like, listen, if they're going to lose a year, they may as well be learning with me. They may as well come in, let me get them in my system and basically let me redshirt them. You know what I'm saying? If, Quote, unquote. Yeah. Some people are going to play it, but I'm just saying, let, let me get them in our building so we can start indoctrinating this kid into what we're doing here rather than him sitting at home uh, not playing video games, basically, since you're not going to have them on college campuses if some of the colleges uh, haven't even brought the kids back yet. Yeah. How about uh, we move up the draft, draft on Christmas, if we have no college football? Dude, you know me. You know, boy, Christmas – Ain't nothing moving over here if that draft is on Christmas Day. I'm going to sit right from that TV, boy. NBA, everything. And and wait, your team actually has a first-round pick again? Yay! (laughs) Well... Let's let's give Ryan yeah, some time. He might trade right, one. Yeah, play. you're right. You're right. He'd be like, man, they like Ryan. What are you thinking about? What you doing? I'm trying to get thinking about how to get rid of this first pick, man. It's a lot of pressure. It's pressure. It's pressure. I'll save my job with. I was about to say, I, man. You know, I don't pick well in the first, so I'd rather move it. <laughs> right? By the way, you made a great point with the Bears D, like how you only have that shelf life. Mm-hmm. How many times since 2000 have the Bears had a great defense without an offense that can complement them, and then they go a couple years, and all of a sudden that defense has to be rebuilt again? Right. You I think mean, they would know out of everybody? You're right. Dude, it, it goes, dude, you already lost Eddie Goldman. Dog, if Akeem Hicks gets hurt, right? Let's just say he gets hurt. Dude, you're in some trouble. You lost already Burns. Yeah, dude. So your you, quarterback depth is trash right now. Your, your your initial stop from the run, the guy that was your nose tackle is gone. 
So now you have to figure out, dude, the guy who's going to be the initial stopper. All right, who's just going to stop them in the center of that offensive line? Also, as far as in passing games, push that quarterback back so it's, he, the quarterback isn't allowed to step up into the pocket. Who like who's that guy? That's an important part to any defense, and usually those guys are unheralded for the most part. But when you have Eddie Goldman out, and it's more focal points out there on that defensive line, and now that initial focal point is basically just the King Hicks, and we know you got Bilal Nichols, we know you got Roy uh, Robinson. Uh, was it Harris? Roy Rob- I don't know. He got yeah, Roy Robinson Harris. Bro. Yeah, he's just, a lot of names. We've got a, what Roy R R H. That doesn't fit right. That's why nobody's done it. Damn it. <laughs> Double R it, and that doesn't work. Try, but um, yeah, dude, it's it's that 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 defensive window. Like you, you'll be sitting here, dude, in two years with Fashella Khalil Mack and Eddie Jackson looking to go get some money someplace else, uh, and talk about what could have been, uh, for real, for real. And Khalil Mack's thirty. Like time's ticking. Time's ticking. Time's ticking. And you know, Khalil Khalil Mack seemed like man, if y'all ain't trying, man, I'm I'm just gonna collect this check. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Highest paid defensive player, baby. No, Joy Bosa. Oh, the Bosa. Yeah, Joy yeah. Bosa has agreed that a contract extension will make him the highest paid defensive player in the NFL. Yeah, it's like I knew it had, somebody had jumped him. Um, hey. Okay, so that was just recently. Yeah, that was, so that's fresh cash, but still second and third highest defensive player in the league. Um, yeah, you better figure out something. You saw he was, what, number 10? On ESPN's uh, top NFL players list, they've been running on first take this week or the past week or so. Mm-hmm. All right. So my last up for grabs, we'll stick with the theme of hope since we were talking about the Bears and their hope. Jim Boylan finally kicked out of Chicago. Arturis Karnaschovas decided to get himself a new NBA coach. Darnell Mayberry of The Athletic came out with a great article detailing how toxic the Jim Boylan era was, and we'll see on the next replacement. But uh, also some Chicago Bulls news. They potentially will be opening up their own bubble to have their own kind of workout camp as a part of the NBA agreeing to let the eight non-playoff teams host their own campsites if they want in a non-mandatory camp. So I guess let me get your thoughts on Jim Boylan's exit. If you have any favorites for a new coach and what else you might expect in this second bubble that the Bulls will probably have. Um, I'm happy that we've seen that this, um, this new management, Arteria Karniasovas and Mark Eversley are going to be able to decide who they want to lead their team. We all know that uh, when you bring in a new front office, they usually like to bring in their own head coach unless, I mean, they like to do that even if you have a great coach. Um, but sometimes they can work with a great coach. Um, but you didn't have a great coach. Um, you had a guy that um, was it irritant. You know, but for most of the people that I know that we know that were day to day with him, uh, people believe he's basically a good person. But basically, maybe he's thin skinned and uh, you know doesn't necessarily know how to communicate all the time. Um, so I'm happy he's gone. Um, he wasn't the guy for this team. I don't think he's a head coach in the NBA, and I hate to say that about anybody and uh, put uh, douse out their dreams. Um, I hope he finds a place someplace else on someone's bench, um, but I'm happy that he's gone. It's time to get somebody that's innovative in here, uh, someone who can accentuate the best attributes of your best players. Um, I feel like he kind of helped the regression of Laurie Markkinen. Um, I, some of it is on Laurie. Laurie has to get some dog in. Yeah. And I mean, that's easier said than done. 
uh, with that because I'm talking about someone's nature. But um, yeah, I, I need I need more. Um, I need more out of them. They, 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 I'm out of my head coach. You, you saw how Larry was played as offensively. You didn't put him in spots that really let him flourish. And this was – you needed to find out this year what you had. And, I mean, I, I put that on management too uh, as far as guard. Oh, yeah. Because they should have been like, dude, we got to sign this kid. We got to know if we need to sign this kid or not. You need to let us know what this kid right here can do. But, of course, even though they, they said that, that he wasn't uh, – you know, Boiler kept refining it. He wasn't necessarily – uh, told that he had to win a certain amount of games uh, to maintain his job, uh, which regardless, even in a rebuild, you want to get that team to be winning because you want to build the culture with those players. Uh, so that didn't even sound right. Uh, but it's good to know that uh, someone who's somewhat bumbling uh, is gone and we don't have to waste a season or even not even in the entirety of a season. Uh, let, let's say if they fired him midway through uh, the upcoming next year, uh, but then you wasted a whole training camp. So whatever coach you would have brought in wouldn't have even been able to implement their system because you still had Jim Boylan here. Get him out. So now whenever you start, if it's going to be in November when training camp opens up for the NBA, that whoever you bring in can sit there, implement his system. One, get these players uh, hands on his system before they even get to coming back in there. You know what I'm saying? On This is how we're going to be playing. This, I, this is how the setup's going to run. Uh, we had the uh, Adrian Griffin fallout with his ex-wife coming out and making some accusations about him and his daughter uh, defending him. Um, I don't, I, I don't know if you can touch him uh, due to the fact that something else. If there's anything that brings legitimacy towards it, people are going to look at you like, "Why'd you hire him anyway?" And then you're going to be in a situation where, so we got to fire him. Uh, so I, it's unfortunate. If he's innocent, it's really unfortunate uh, to say the least. Just because I'm a jerk. Um, and then what about the women of night here in Chicago? Do we want Adrian Griffin, you know, Ricky Raw and them and infecting everybody? He has an issue with Ricky. And I mean, I listen, I don't use the ladies of the night, but I do care about them because they're human beings. And the last thing we want is Dirk Nasty over here sloshing his meat. All right. And just bringing all the germs from Toronto. Now he's got Toronto germs. Just bring it on. International, International Rona? <laughs> no. So, um, uh, I definitely, I, I, I forget, I always forget when I see his name, because he has a, he, I, I mean, maybe he's first generation African, uh, forget Neil Long's husband. Um, I, I think Neil Long's husband is going to be the Bulls head coach. Because uh, to, to me, I thought it was either going to be Adrian Griffin or Neil Long's husband. He, was a, he comes under the pop tree. Uh, he's coaching with the 76ers, I think, right now. He's assistant with the 76ers, I believe. Um, I, I always forget his name. But um, I think. Uh, Ime Udoke. Yeah, you you speak that African well. Um, Shout out to Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I, listen, it's funny. I wonder what Ime thought when Agent Griffin wife put that. Listen, did his did his wife text him later like, "Don't worry, I got you." Because he had when he saw that, he had to be like, "Man, I'm about to get this job." Burned. Yeah, he had to probably do some of this. Whatever. Like, hey, Mark, uh, I'm a married man over here. Right, right. Like near, 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 near. Chicago. I know it was cold, but Chicago. You wrote, okay. So, um, yeah, I think wow, that's an upgrade over Philly, right? Yeah, I was going to say, I think it is. I mean, even though she made me like it's closer to New York, but uh, I think it is. Uh, so, dude, I, I think he may, because uh, we've heard rumors that perhaps they'd be going with uh, a head coach of color. Um, so I think he may will probably be your head coach. But if they love Adrian Griffin that much and if they can vouch for that, I mean, people say that he should have a job. People, people raved about him and it agitated me when he was on the Bulls. I yeah. Again, John Paxson. 
uh, it acquired uh, J.R. Smith from how many uh, New Orleans. How many interviews did we do where they suggest Adrian Griffin and you're like, I roll it. <laughs> a lot, a lot, dude. And, and listen, and they, the Bulls they had Adrian Griffin on their team before. And it was like, Adrian Griffin was with the Denver Nuggets. And they just, they didn't even let J.R. Smith put on the Bulls uniform. They dropped Paxton sent him straight to Denver to bring Adrian Griffin back. Then he, he helped uh, a Joe Kim, a Joe Kim Noah. Because uh, I was mad then that him and the body, Ben Wallace, came on, whatever. The coach was like, you need to spit him. He needs to sit long. And it was like, y'all relax. But it definitely helped Joe because Joe really kind of, his act was straightened in. But you people have raved for years. If you're a Bulls fan, people have raved for years about Adrian Griffin and the type of character he is on the team. So I would hate again. If this if dude didn't, didn't do this stuff, like even the joke, what I yeah. mean, uh, you know, and I'm, again, I, I'm not, I shouldn't make fun of anybody stepping out on their agreement with their partner. Oh, I was being facetious, but that's what I do. I'm trying to entertain you. Uh, we have we make jokes here. Sorry yeah, we make to jokes here. But I mean, like, if 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 if, if, if he if his real uh, offense is 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 dirt diggling, then I, I have no problem with him being the head coach of the Bulls. I mean, I don't believe, right. I, don't, I don't think you should be beating on a woman. Um, that's then that's where I'm in like whoa, son. Um, but like if he if, if he if if it was something to do with infidelity, and I'm not saying that that's that's right. Um, then I'm, but I, I was still right. willing to understand uh, and bring him in. But if he is, if, if there's proof that he was really, really just whooping on this lady, oh uh, man, I mean, I want no parts. But what you people say, he should be a head coach. And people have always, when he was a player here, have basically said implied that back in the days. So it, and it seems like there's been nothing but growth. And listen, I think my my um, head coach of the year is Nick Nurse. All right, like that's just the truth. Bro. Heck yeah, you lose Kawhi and you you're still in it. And if Nick Nurse, if Nick Nurse gives him the baton, like while well, I'm not here, you coach. Um, it, it, it even just yeah. even more to be honest with. You. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. And you know, if infidelity is the thing that stops him from getting a job, a lot of people in sports would good have point. jobs today. Good point. Great point. Great, 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 great point. I mean, you saw the thing with the young lady. Uh, talking about the Suns players, but we're not going to talk about that. I don't know. I was getting fucked in a hotel room. They all pulled up, <laughs> and I sucked their dick. But then, like, down to The whole team. Seven. Seven basketball players in a row? Mm-hmm. Lord and Lord and Lord. Lord and Lord and Lord and Lord. But that's it for Up for Grabs this week. That's all I got for you. Okay. Players with five fouls. Terry Stotts navigating, managing this one beautifully down the stretch. Lillard and McCollum come alive. And for the second time today, the eight seed wins game one. All right, Davis Show, uh, we are back here. We're going to discuss a little bit about the NBA playoffs where uh, the number one seeds got their arses uh, handed to them. You had the Portland Trailblazers, the darlings of the bubble. Uh, the threat was always that they were going to be a team that can take some victories away from the Los Angeles Lakers. Saw Dame doing Dame things yesterday. And uh, the important thing is it's surprising. All right, so that's one thing. And get the Lakers a minute, they'll figure it out. All right, I'm not, I'm not as worried, even though that's a dangerous Portland team. Uh, it may go the distance. I won't go a D7 as far as – You're not team. buying uh, Charles Barkley's sweep? After no, Portland won game one? <laughs> Even though I'll say this, I'll say this, and I was going about, I was mentioning this on the thread yesterday. I think LeBron gets a pass with at times being a ball stopper in this new NBA. Um, and uh, the, the problem is, one, and we always go, well, LeBron's not on the court. The Lakers aren't doing anything. And, you know, they're, they're, um, the, how well their offense flows, it decreases so dramatically. Yeah, because you guys don't have a system. 
So what do we run when Brian Brian's out? You know, like, dude, to a certain degree, you're playing in the NBA where threes reign supreme. You can't have a guy playing Chris Paul basketball. Now, mind you, he's 6'8", almost 6'9". He's a freight train and athletic. So it's different from Chris Paul because LeBron could do anything in the lane and basically in the post. I get that. But all the time playing this this type of old school point guardy role that he's doing, I think can kind of be a hindrance and the ball needs to move around. And it, at times when he needs to be Bron, be Bron, but we don't need you to – I'm, I'm, well, let me say this. They do need him because of how they're structured, but they shouldn't have structured that team like that to me. You know what I'm saying? They should have mm-hmm. – or there was more facilitators there uh, just in general. So that's my that's my, my thing as far as just getting on the Lakers in general. I think the Lakers will still win the series. Now, switching over to the East, when we're talking about Milwaukee, um, I don't know what's going on with Milwaukee because they haven't looked right. And that defense has not been right at all in the bubble. And my, always my issue with Milwaukee was, man, they needed another dude. Right, they need. Yeah, they they need a dude that man can go out and get you a hard seventeen and go mm-hmm. off, but also isn't a. I mean, they're, they're not built like with ball stoppers. But what are you going to do? You can't just. We're going to build a wall up against Giannis. We're going to slow Giannis down because basically that's the goal. Let's let's Giannis can't get ahead of steam. All right, we're going to divert him, change his angles, and then you guys are gonna have to figure out what you're doing. I would always prefer if, if Middleton was my third best player rather than my second best player, and he's excelled in Milwaukee. But um, that team, I, I don't believe yeah. that. I don't believe in the magic. But the, one thing I will say this, I don't know if Milwaukee's going to make it to the NBA Finals. And they, 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 they listen, that lucky Gordon Hayward got hurt. Right. Oh, yeah. Lucky Gordon Hayward got hurt. Because, I mean, just looking at how that, that Celtics team is built – uh, with Gordon Hayward, at times kind of playing the point. And you got Kimba, who's also her. You know, sometimes Kimba can basically play the shooting guard. So, like, it, it, he, Gordon Hayward fit as being the fourth best player on that team this season, uh, just scoring with 17 points. He wasn't – you weren't asking for him a lot from him. You know what I'm saying? Uh, mm-hmm. I think that that benefits Milwaukee because I would have said the late of the Celtics were going to catch uh, Milwaukee – I, I don't know if a team like Toronto uh, can pull it off in the half court, but I, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think the Philadelphia 76. And, I, and then the, the biggest threat is what about Miami now? Because, man, Milwaukee, hey, you look something's going on with that. You know what I'm saying? And this is this is not the time when Giannis approaching free agency in a year or two uh, where you want to uh, get your ass kicked in a bubble. I don't, you know what mm-hmm. about that? Is is the ass being kicked in a bubble worse than being a kick outside of the bubble? Ryan, can you? I would think so. I would right, think right. so. Just, just Big time. Because this was, I was going to ask you too, and uh, kind of up for grabsy in a way, like what you think of these playoffs as kind of being like an NCAA tournament. That's like kind of how they're trying to build this a little bit and we're trying to wonder. And the only credence I'll really give to that is when you have like no fans and an mm. empty arena, a lot of guys are going to feel really comfortable. And right. the C-level players might be B-level players. In TJ Warren. TJ Warren. 
right do what you're saying do when there's no that this is the thing where we when people talk about like man you know like uh bad free throw shooters like a dwight howard somebody be like yeah but when we're at practice dude is 80 yeah percent right great point so you got these players that don't have fed the eyes on them and dog you know the bubble has helped tj warren like he's Listen, he is something to him is not a prime time dude. <laughs> he got some no fans. He was like, I'm going off, right? Like, I don't even understand. Yeah. They ran the offense. Like, just think about how I mean, like, and it's, it's it's an embarrassment of riches when you think about the Pacers. When you got Old Depot coming back, you have Brogdon who played well from you coming over from Milwaukee uh this season. Uh Sabonis is hurt, but you still have um what's the tall kid? Um what's the power? Oh, uh, uh Miles Turner. Yeah, you have Miles Turner, uh, who came back last year in phenomenal shape. I forget it was this season or last year in phenomenal shape. Because now it seems like two different seasons. Uh, but then the guy that's like, oh, yeah, he got some talent. T.J. Warren became the key guy in the offense. They was like, just give him the rock, right? Like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Nate, uh, Nate, uh, uh, Nate um, what's the Nate. Oh, uh, Nate McMillan. 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 Nate McMillan. Nate McMillan's like just scrap, scrap the whole offense. It's like, I can't see that, right? <laughs> I and it's just like, defense. right? And dude, it's like, just get him to TJ. Like, dude, I mean, it's it's an embarrassment of riches, but it's something to be said about how the fact that with no fans in the building, like you just pointed out, C level players become B level players because the pressure is basically off and they just in a gym run. Uh, basically for the most. And we know what's the difference between the best player in any of the professional sports and the worst. It's usually executing in mm-hmm. pressure moments. Facts, facts. Your thoughts on the playoffs so far in the NBA, Ryan? Uh, a lot of fun. Like you said, the two uh, eight seeds for the first time since 2003 beat the number one seeds. I don't think much is going to happen. I, I'm a little intrigued about Portland, but... I don't know. I, I, I wonder, I guess, how much of this playoff is going to be dominated like how we normally see, where the best teams are going to be there at the end. Because that's a thing with the NBA, unlike any other sport. The best teams are always standing at the end. Is there a chance that there's some upsets? I'm not quite sure about that. Yeah, I think there's a ch- I mean, you look at Denver, man, and like, dude. And they got blown out. Again, and I, too. I said embarrassment of riches, but I'm just saying, dude. You look at Denver got like fifty dudes on that team, man. Like, and Utah's without Bogdanovich or that one three point score that they have. And if mm-hmm. you don't have that guy, you would think Denver should easily roll. But, but man, Donovan Mitchell went off. Uh, so, has any series kind of surprised you so far? No. Um, I still feel like they're getting the rust off of, and I know that's weird because they've been playing for nine games. But I don't think teams were giving it their full go. Excuse me. Teams that are already kind of solidified where they were in the standings. We saw the Clippers were basically, yeah. hey, come and go as you please. Do your thing, man. Go get me some yeah. way out there. So, um, hey, Lou, get me an order. Exactly. <laughs> Two. Um, no, so, dude, I, I, nothing has surprised me just yet because it's such a weird thing. I'll tell you this. It, it won't surprise me if Portland beats the Lakers, but I don't expect Portland to beat the Lakers. Like, the Lakers and the Clippers are the only teams where I'll be like, oh, they didn't make it. Everybody else, I don't know what's going to happen with two. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if, now, if Milwaukee's defense gets back to where it was, cool, but I still think you can get Milwaukee. I feel like uh, the, the Raptors showed you that last year. Go ahead, Ron. Question for you. Let's say the Lakers do get upset. How big of an upset is this, considering this is the bubble it's not exactly 
It's full it's, playoffs. It's kind of big because you have two of the top five players in the NBA. Um, I don't feel like they can waste seasons, but I felt like I felt like that we basically peeped the general public when the lockdown took place, even before the lockdown, the, the, everyone was kind of like, what if Portland gets to number eight, right? Because that's going to be something for the Lakers because they're how they're built. It's heavy guard play, you know what I'm saying, which the Lakers – And they got some good forwards, you know? Yeah, Avery Bradley's not even there. Yes, they got some good forwards. I mean, they got size to go with the Lakers' size, and you got Melo now playing well in that, that third option uh, role for the most part and accepting it. Um, so – it, it, it's not like, oh, my God, they won. But still, you would think with how the Lakers were playing before the bubble, they should be able to handle that B.I. But it it, it, it would be something. I would, You know, I, I, I don't know if I would like it, to be honest with you. If, yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, I don't know how – because, I mean, last year I didn't get LeBron in the finals, right? I mean, I, I really want to see Clippers-Lakers still. No I do what. too. I I I would love Clippers Lakers. I mean, especially the battle for LA in Orlando. Uh, yeah, they should actually. You know what? They should move that bubble to, <laughs> to the Staples. They should move it to the Staples Center. It was like we, we can't do on oh, oh, Mama's own spirit. We can't do <laughs> only this, they right? leave the bubble. Yeah, only only, the, only the, they go to the Staples. LA teams. It's LA teams. Oh, or listen, they do it at the Mamba Academy. I know it's no longer the Mamba. Oh my Academy. gosh. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would. That, you're right. Like, listen, that's a great point that you made. I would feel cheated to not get a little bit match up in the playoffs. I would feel, especially just looking at like that the the game the other day, uh, maybe two, like two days ago with Kawhi and PG going off, and PG was hitting the threes at the end. And this is and like Luca was, was coming for him. Yeah, yeah, dude, dude. The thing is, I don't even know now. The funny thing is, like, if the Clippers make it to the finals. PG can steal that uh, MVP from Kawhi. I'm not even saying like he be yeah. to, but just he fits that role so well where they can either you go off or I can go off. Uh, been the two really good perimeter players that can play both ways. Uh, but yeah, dude, I doc, if I don't get Lakers Clippers, I'm gonna feel cheated to say the least. And listen, there's really no other matchup that I care about as much at all. Yeah, either conference. If, no, I, 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 even but, in the finals. What finals would you rather see over that? I don't even think. No, no. I don't care about what comes out. You know these weak-ass defense getting run I, over by you know what? team? Pro- I'm going to give props to somebody that we all kind of ran out of Chicago in a way. Uh, it would be cool to see Jimmy Butler and the Heat make it to the finals this year. Oh, no. No, no, I, no. I feel you on the hate. I feel you on the hate because who wants to see mm-hmm. shine some more? Shine, 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 yeah. All of this winning, I've been losing my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shining, shining, shining. <laughs> No, none of us. So it was just, you've signed enough, Pat Riley, but it would it would because I feel like depending on what team come out of the, comes out of the West, they may be as far as when you look at three point shooting, great defensive play, a big that can almost d anybody, a wing player that can almost d anybody, and Butler, and um, so that one uh, that one kind of uh, well in that way. To your point, if you had to tell me what other matchup I really want to see in the East, I think it's. T- Toronto, uh, Miami. I think I really want to see those that's teams go one, at it. That's a good one, Ryan. I'm with you. That's that's because I mean, with with Ben Simmons out, I don't, I don't even want to see. Yeah, I don't, don't trust Philly. Sixes, right, so they're out. Uh, listen, Boston without Hayward. I don't know. Yeah, they and still they have got no players. size. I know they still got players, but like you said, they have they have no size. 
Uh, Milwaukee are iffy, but yeah, I definitely would like to see Miami, Toronto, because I feel like one, at least both those teams have all of their players right now. So uh, that would definitely be the one out of the East I want. That was a good one. And I guess I wanted to get your thoughts too. Like, I've been hearing a lot more people saying this was LeBron's best shot this year. This is his best last shot. Are you buying that at all? I don't know if I'm buying that. To a certain degree, yes. Because father time is going to catch your ass. LeBron could play for five more years and still be a top 10, top 12 player in the NBA. You can see from how well he is. I mean, he's arguably the greatest player. I mean, the greatest player in the NBA right now. All right. Mm -hmm. And so clearly he can play for four. I mean, with what he's doing, he can play four or five more years at a high clip. Uh, But you never know. So, yeah, every year, actually, every year is the most important year for him to try to win another one. Because, like, what if he gets hurt? And, like, you know, like, he may not come back. But, I mean, LeBron get hurt still. His basketball IQ is so high. He can still come back and be a crazy effective player. Uh, but, yeah, I do think uh, you never know what's going to happen as far as the contract situations in L.A. Also, remember, now, it, you would likely think that um, Anthony Davis is going to sit there and stay in L.A. But, man, what if what, what if Anthony Davis kind of gets to be like, – I was going to ask you, what if they have a bad exit? Do you think A.D. maybe leaves? Because I, mean, I was thinking he's for sure staying. It's dude, L.A., it's the Lakers, Five LeBron. years ago, five years ago, um, on the Dean Davis show. Pew, 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 pew. And we were talking about uh, AD coming to Chicago, and I told everybody then, I said, he need to go to L.A. All right, like, that's where – it was before LeBron was there or whatever, but it's like, there's a whole there, kid. Go out there and be a Laker, and you take – take. I love you. We love you here in Chicago, but go be a Laker. Uh, I think he's going to stay in L.A., but you never know. I mean, the contract's not signed. Um, but, I mean, think about it. He signed the clutch, uh, that's LeBron's management – uh, team. Right. I, I don't think he's Rich like, Paul. His guy. Yeah, I think LeBron's basically setting up LA to be Anthony Davis. I'm sure that had to be in the spiel that he gave him to come out there. But still, oh, yeah, you know what? This too. One thing we one thing we keep focusing on LeBron. I, I, I was focusing on LeBron rather and talking about injuries. Man, Anthony Davis gets hurt often. And what happened if Anthony Davis is out next year? You know what I'm saying? Like, or he can't be consistently uh, 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 dependent on. And I'm not wishing that on him by any means. So, yeah, I do. Just facts. Yeah, every year that you have in this last run of LeBron the twilight, it's hard to say he's the twilight leading the league in uh, assists, but every year is in that important year. It's just a blessing that he gets another one because, like, when I see LeBron fall on the ground, I'm like, I'm ready to fight anybody that knocked him down, right? It's like, you must protect him, right? Like, <laughs> Don't hurt, right? Uh, you never want to see the greats. Uh, something bad happen to one of the greats. Uh, so I, I never, 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 never. Uh, I saw some. I saw um, about a week ago. I was watching uh, the uh, NBA with the old lady, and um, it was a uh, uh, Giannis fell. It's like it looked like somebody fell on his leg awkwardly. You know how long he is, and I, I was like, protect him, like dude. I was. I said it out loud, like protect. So, but still, I remember you with Kevin Durant last year. Dude, shouldn't have been out there. Um, shouldn't have been out there. I'm happy that he did it for those guys, but shouldn't have been. He was not being protected whatsoever. Um, but yeah, what about Anthony Davis' injury history? And so you just don't know. And so yeah, this. And then another thing is this too, Ryan. LeBron is one of the only players I feel like, or the Lakers are one of the only teams that I feel like people will feel like it's a legitimate championship coming out of the bubble. Them, the Clippers, maybe Milwaukee. 
You know what I'm saying? I feel like we'll get a pass mm-hmm. wouldn't be that hard asterisk on it because coming into this year, you looked at those teams as being the teams that could probably finish. And you nothing disappointed for the most part throughout the regular season. And Milwaukee, I mean, the Clippers weren't even really playing together as far as their whole accoutrement of players. Uh, but still, and they were by far the top three going into yeah. the suspension. So of the season. Yeah, so I, that part, I think, makes it where LeBron, yes, is for LeBron. Uh, it'd be different now. And I, if LeBron still is a title, it's whatever. It'd be different if the Lakers weren't a team that people looked at as being a championship contender and then they took it. But look that they are, they were one of the odds on favorites. Yeah, I think that it would, it needs to get it done. It's only, you only got so many years, man, when you can pull off yeah. this. And I mean, we also have to remember this too, Ryan. He's playing out West. It's not – this isn't when he was playing out East and it's like, oh, you, you basically just led right. to the finals. He's playing out West. Dude, Denver's coming, all right? You saw Utah's – Utah's around the corner too, right? Like you – How about a team like Phoenix that's like maybe dude, a step away? Dude, what if – what if – what if uh, – and listen, I don't think they'll be able to hold it together for a long period of time, but what if New Orleans is decent get, – get, gets, uh, Griffin gets in a coach that he likes – they kind of figure it out next year. Zion explodes. Yeah, dude. You don't you you don't want to play out west with trying to get to those championships. Mm-mm. What if Cat? What if uh, Pop figures something out? They make a move in San Antonio and they get somebody down there that, that, that you know, so they can kind of build around. Like you know, San Antonio's a sleeping giant. Basically, it's just trying to figure out what they're going to end up doing as far as having that coaching staff there and that management team. So uh, definitely, I think LeBron needs to try to win one this year. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because, man, his legacy, he absolutely needs it. He cannot just lose this year. You think he needs it? I don't think he needs it. First round with Portland. Like, it would be he, bad. It would be bad. I guess we all agree he's not the GOAT. But if he were to be the GOAT, that's what I mean by legacy. Okay, I got you. You got have you. no shot. No sh- shot of catching GOAT. It's funny though. A lot of people think he's the goat, and I don't get that at all. Um, I, I forget why. I mean, I still think the reasons that I have why I'm not are more valid than their reasons. Uh, physically, you can kind of say he may be the goat, but I mean, I don't think he took too long for him to learn how to be the man in the sport where you can be the man. Like that's the thing mm-hmm. basketball. You could be like, you know what? We're not going home today, right? And it took him to go down there with D Wade to gain that skill set that, you know, saying for him to, to, to yeah. learn how to do that. So I, I can't say you're to go when there were guys that came in basically like that and had to have that on their backs and went out and did it. And also you dog, you, 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 you three out of three out of nine, you know, you've been in the finals three. I mean, nine times you only won three of those joints. That's not go talk right there, baby. Nope. That's just not. That's just not. You not when you're getting to the finals because of the East. Listen, we can even take Mike out of it. You, you, and I know he wasn't playing against a, a bunch of brothers as far as back in those Celtics teams. But man, you disrespecting Bill Russell when you say stuff like that. You're disrespecting Kareem. Like, dude, you you lost a lot, brother. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, dude, we we you we say Tom Brady is the goat because he won so much, right? That's why people mm-hmm. have to go. He's won so much. So, no, I don't think you can do that. You know, uh, you just said you can't do that, baby. It's making me think of that Charlotte Hornets announcer, John Fock, and his, you can't do that. So, what did he do, Ryan? Break it down. What did, what did he do, Ryan? 
So John Fock, I believe, F-O-C-K-E, that is the name. And, uh, the Fock! <laughs> and uh, he was watching a very entertaining game between the Utah Jazz and the Denver Nuggets and felt like tweeting out how much he was enjoying the game. And uh, unfortunately, it was the uh, word you can never use, especially if you are a white male. Mm-hmm. And uh, he used the N-word instead of Nuggets in his tweet out. So because he used that, the uh, team uh, came down hard on him. I believe they suspended him. Yeah, he's spending definitely. All right. And I, I think he's blaming it on autocorrect. Yeah, which, that, that's, which, yeah, that sounds funny. Because, all right, real quick. I, uh, it's a harsh word, the N-word. I have typed it out on my phone a time or two. Uh, prefer, preferably not with the ER. But my phone has never autocorrected. Through, like, I got an Apple. I've had Apple phones for a decade, at least, if not more. Uh, it doesn't. It never populates the N word. All right, that's the crazy thing about it. Now I'm looking on my. Yeah, phone. they never populate cuts. Yeah, I'm looking. Well, no, you know what? It keep, because of me, it keeps mother. It keeps motherfucker. Uh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. Just say you said that. Yeah. It keeps, Just say you keeps, said that. Yeah. Shout out to Kyle Means because he brought this up. He said. Can't wouldn't that word autocorrect if you use it all that's the what, time? That's the point that I'm trying to make. That's what I'm trying to make. Like either he uses the N word. Uh, oh, listen, I'm black. Either he, <laughs> it doesn't populate in my phone. If he uses that word so much, right? Then like this dude is typing the N word, just N word, N word, N word, N word. Right. But this is, is he got like a MAGA meeting. Like oh, exactly. And, and, right. And, and, now again, and, and, we. We don't know how his keyboard is set up and what type of phone he has. But all right, the end, okay, it starts with the end. You said he was saying nuggets, right? Uh, you is right next to I, right? Mm-hmm. GG. Now, it's nuggets. And, well, yeah, I can see maybe how. I mean, they're all together. E, e is next to the R. E is next to they the are. R. They are, yeah. But yeah, this is the problem. I mean... He didn't see that before he hit send? Like, I mean, like, dude, you're telling me, like, you didn't see that that was clearly not nuggets. Like, it was like, it felt like shutting at that, at that point, he's an NBA fan. Mm-hmm. You're so excited about the nuggets that you're like, oh, I can't even review this text. Get it out right, there. Right, right. Like, dude. So, uh, wow. Uh, I know he said that it, it, it hurts him to his core when I read the uh, press release. Um if he didn't mean it, I hope he can get his job back. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, if he if he truly didn't mean it, uh, listen, give up your phone. I got my suspicions. Though. You know what? You know what? Give up your give your phone up and let let's 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 do a scan on it and we'll let's see how many uh give it to the authorities and we'll see how many n words. Yeah. Damn, son, you are racist. Give Verizon a call. I need a transcript of all the texts that I sent. Man, you got a lot of hate in your heart. <laughs> Michael Jordan, that and right. well, right? Inward, 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 inward. Oh man, oh man! But uh, look, we definitely- of course, that would only happen to somebody named John Fox too. Fox, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like I said, if he didn't do it, I, I wish for him to get his job back. But listen, uh, we definitely appreciate you, uh, Ryan, and I. You joining us on this first episode of this new show that we're uh, moving on uh, without our partner in crime, Demas. We always wish Demas the best. 
Uh, he's always in our You know, he's going to own me a cigar pretty soon, too. I don't know, Ryan. I, I think you think LeBron, I'm owing him. I think LeBron's going. I don't think LeBron's going down too well. I, I, I just don't see it. He go. He's going into his bag on this one. Uh, but I, okay. But so I owe you a cigar. I hope you would get your cigar though. I, I, my, my, I I'll tell you what. When you're wrong and Portland wins, I'm going to smoke that cigar in your face. Do your thing, and I will tip my cap to you, young man. Uh, but definitely, listen. We definitely appreciate it. Uh, continue to follow. Uh, I don't know what we're going to name the show, The David Show, uh, moving forward. We'll definitely come out with a flip, even though maybe the frequency. Let's just make sure John Fox doesn't name the show. How about that? Ah, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be something disrespectful. Uh, but definitely, uh, definitely continue uh, to keep going with us as we uh, continue to try to bring you sports and a little bit of levity uh, and hopefully lighten up your mood and your day. Thank you.